Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the Rebel Babe Cave. Super pumped you're here. Have a really good episode coming for you today. I'm not going to talk too much beforehand. If you have been listening to the bonus episodes, the self-love Sunday, you have probably heard a ton of my voice (laughs) over the last few weeks. We're going to keep going strong with those. I have about 80 episodes in total for self-love Sunday, and I think we're around 20 or 30. So it might take a couple months to get there. Or I might start pumping out more of those little mini episodes per day, but I would love your opinion on that. I actually put a poll out on my Instagram stories, so if you want to DM me and let me know what you think about Self Love Sunday and if you would rather get many of them at once or if you're cool with getting one every day, I would love your feedback. Also. I finally have updated the episode show notes for the non-toxic products for beauty and all of that. So if you want to go to that episode, if you just go to crystalrose.com slash podcast, scroll down, it's the non-toxic beauty episode. And I finally have some of my favorite products in there for you. On to Jen. So Jen is actually someone I am Instagram friends with. I adore her. I love her sense of humor. You might actually know her as Rumble Bum because that's her Instagram handle. And she also works for the Chesty. And I just felt like she was a really cool person to have on the podcast. Jen has been a personal trainer for 13 years and in the CrossFit space for eight. Most recently, she has received her certification in pregnancy and postpartum athleticism helping pregnant and postpartum women to navigate through this crucial time. She has been an employee of the Chesty for three years, working in customer service, social media, and anything else that needs to be done. Most important, she is a wife, mom, and strong supporter of women and their goals. Jen, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you so much for having me to the cave. To the cave. I love that name. (laughs) It's our hangout. So we normally get started with something we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. So basically, I ask all of my guests to tell me what their goals are, what they're grateful for, and something you've done recently that you're like proud of, or you just think is pretty badass. Okay, so I will start with the thing that I'm proud of is getting my realtor license. Woo! Yeah, totally different for me. That's something I absolutely know zero about. So I'm starting from negative zero. And I was so proud of myself for passing the Florida state exam. Took me four times, but I passed. 
I don't know if it's badass because there's so many realtors and people are probably like big freaking deal. But <laughs> to me, it's a big deal because first of all, I don't mask. I don't do any of that. And so for me personally, that was major, major, major passing the test. Oh, so yeah. that's what I am most proud of, even though absolutely nothing to do with fitness. Grateful. Gosh, there's so many things that I'm grateful for. So many things. I think I'm grateful for growth and change personally in my life. And also I would say personally, as in like with my family and then just growth within myself. I always like learning new things. That may be a weird thing to be grateful for, but I don't want to be like, oh, I'm grateful for food. But, <laughs> the, you know, besides the obvious things. Yeah. So I think I'm grateful for this year, a lot of growth, personally, spiritually. And then, well, one of my goals is obviously having my realtor license, is learning, learning, learning all I can about that and trying to dominate that. And I know that will take a while because you know, I'm a newbie. So rookie status, which I love being. So that is a definite goal for this year. That would be the main one right now. My other goal is to somehow, I don't know how it's going to manifest itself, but I am big about writing things out, speaking them out into the universe, and then, you know, having them boomerang back to you somehow. So my other goal is speaking to women, which actually I'm speaking to women right now. So (laughs) One of my goals is being accomplished. So I just write down, speak to women. That's kind of general, but somehow, some way do that and use my voice. I love that. I love that you went backwards because normally people get through the goals and the gratitude. And when they get to the badassery, they're like, oh, and it takes them, <laughs> you know, it's like, a minute. It takes them a little bit to like find something that they're proud of themselves for. And it kills me because I'm like, you got to have stuff. Give yourself some credit here. Like we're out here working our asses off, you know? That's right. These are amazing women. I think people, especially with women though, I think women have a really hard time patting themselves on the back, a really hard time patting themselves on the back. So it's almost like you feel like embarrassed almost. Oh, you're asking me what I'm, I can't actually say it out loud what I've done that I'm proud for, because then I'll be called like cocky or, you know, there's all different rules for women than there are men. Of course. Of course. Because men are like, I'm amazing. Oh, I've done this. I've done this. (laughs) I do all of these things. Yeah. And women are like, and women are like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't do anything when they do all the things all the time. Yeah. All the plates spinning, all the business and fitness and all the stuff. And then to be like, well, I don't know. You know, yeah. it's so funny too. Then they finally come out with something like, oh, I, I guess, well, I did a 400 pound deadlift recently. So like, right? hey, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, I'm going to the games. So maybe that could be something. I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something small. <laughs> I just think, you know, I mean, there's so much judgment out there on ourselves and then on each other to be like, oh, they're bragging. But at the same time, it's like, let them. Yes. I agree. I totally agree. I think it's happening more and more, which is a really great thing. But also when it comes down to it, we have a lot of work to do. What do you want to speak to women about? Because that's so interesting to me. You just wrote it down. You haven't really given that like a real definition. Do you have an idea? I do have an idea. I mean, back in the day in my past former life, you know, I've spoke about it before on Instagram. I was in quote unquote ministry with my ex-husband. He was a worship pastor. So I was technically pastor wife. And I actually was head of the women's ministry. So I actually did speak to women a lot. 
And then when the divorce happened and another story, but <laughs> went through all of that, I kind of obviously stepped away from that. And so I actually missed that. Now I do use my Instagram a lot to try to speak my opinion, but not only that, tell my story. I think it's very important for women to tell their stories when they're ready, when the time is right to help other women. And that's really my goal is to somehow speak to women to help them in the spot so that maybe it's something that similar that I've been through with divorce, with abuse, with things like that. That's really what I would like to speak to into women and how I got from point A to point B and how your life can change. So, you know, I have an idea in my head. I think that there's so many women out there that feel stuck where they are. I think the subject of abusive relationships or even just, you know, rather than physical, the mentally and emotionally relationships, I think are so hard to get out of because there isn't this like, okay, this action is wrong. Correct. By society standards, anyone, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's very obvious, but when you have all the psychological damage that goes along with it, very tough for women, especially strong women, because you are broken down to this base level shadow. I don't want to get too, too deep into that. Right. I I love to like kind of explore that subject because I think that there are a lot of women, like I said, that are in that and they don't know quite how to get out or they don't know what the steps are. So I would love to just hear a little bit about what it took for you to be like, okay, I'm done. Sure. And then what you did. Sure. So it took a while. Like you said, it's hard because you don't always know, is this normal behavior? Is it not normal behavior? A lot of times when you're in a situation like that, they are manipulative and controlling. So they make you believe that you're the crazy one. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So then you start questioning yourself. And that's kind of what I was in. Like, you're right. Like, is it that bad? You know, I would think to myself, maybe I'm making it up in my head. I even said that to myself. Mm. Maybe I'm making this up. It's probably not as bad as it seems. You know, you kind of just go through this spinning cycle in your head because it does go on cycles. That's why people say, oh, why don't you just leave? You know, easier said (laughs) than done, obviously, because it is not bad 100% of the time. That's the issue. It's the cycle of It's good. It's good. It's good. Start walking on eggshells, eggshells, eggshells. Something happens, explodes. It's bad. And the cycle can, they usually come back and apologize. And it's a cycle. So the other layer though, is being in the church was extremely hard because I knew that nobody would believe me. I knew that my parents probably would not believe me because usually they are also these huge figures that everybody loves. And they would think, oh, there's just no way that person could do that. Them being in the church, that was an added army. Oh, there's absolutely no way when we have to remember that every single person is human, no matter what position that they're in. It does not matter. So yeah, I just think that I did finally get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't know how I'm going to leave, but I got to the point where I was ready. And that's the other thing. Women, they have to be ready. Mm -hmm. They can't be pushed out of it or forced out of it. You have to come to that point. Even if you can find that teeny tiny bit of strength in you, all it takes is a tiny bit to be like, okay, I'm done. reach out for help. You have to reach out for help. And then, yeah, I decided to leave knowing that I was going to take the blame, knowing that people were not going to believe me. And you really can't care about that because if you cared about that, then you would never leave. But at that point I was done and I didn't care. I really didn't care. And yeah, so I left, I lived with my parents for a while 
even at first they didn't understand. They didn't really know if they believed me. Now, of course, looking back, they saw all of these signs that they didn't realize before. This is a way long story short. Found an amazing therapist who actually dealt in psychological, emotional abuse. And he's the first one who looked at me in the eye and was like, yeah, you've, this isn't right. It's not right. You're not the crazy one. It's the first time I ever heard that in my life. And I think that was the absolute most freeing thing. And I always say to this day, it still chokes me at thinking about my therapist. He saved my life really, because nobody had looked at me and said, you're not crazy. Right. He validated feelings. Yeah. Correct. You're not crazy. And then it took a lot of therapy. I was in women's groups, went to a women's support group that women from all different backgrounds, different situations had been in. It really helped to be around people who, even though every single situation was different, they were all really the same. We all felt the same things. And it's the first time I was in a group of women who was like, wow, I'm not crazy. Yeah. It's amazing to me how like you could have a few different women who have been through a similar circumstance and then be like, were we with the same person? Yes. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because when it comes down to a really human emotion, we're all the same, you know, mm-hmm. when you're treated a certain way, especially emotionally and psychologically, you're just beat down to a pulp, really. And you don't know which way is up. And right. so then when you get around other women who have had similar experiences, it not only helps you feel like you're not crazy, but I'm safe here. Right. So I think that's really important. I know for me, I felt like he made me believe it was my fault that of course he was like this because if I behaved or acted the right way or the way that I did in the beginning, and it was just this endless cycle of trying, like the walking on eggshells thing, you know, trying to. Yes, which is the worst way to live. It's a terrible way to live. It's like a prison sentence. So you have an amazing relationship now. Yes, thank God. Amazing husband. (laughs) You didn't go back down that road with someone else just to relive it. So. What did it take for you, you know, inside of yourself to be able to receive that kind of relationship? Initially, I thought, I'm never going to get married again. I didn't want to. I had no desire to. But at the same flip, I know the kind of person I am. And I also knew that I didn't want to be alone. I know I didn't know what that looked like. So it was a lot of through therapy, really looking at myself as well and healing, which is so important. I say this to women all the time, especially if you're in that kind of relationship, you cannot jump, as I'm sure you know, out of that relationship and two, three months later, jump right back into another relationship. It's not going to work. You have to heal yourself first. Otherwise, I would be doing my husband now a disservice. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't have healed myself, been by myself for a while got the tools that I needed to have. Well, first of all, we probably wouldn't even meet together because my husband is such a great, outstanding, good human that if I was so broken like that, I'm not sure that we would be together. You know, my background is the church. My background is God. So I really did also lean on that. I prayed a lot. I kind of got back into that, you know, my spirituality, but really doing the work through therapy, doing the things that my therapist told me to do because it doesn't just happen by osmosis. You have to do the work and getting myself whole. So I was not broken anymore because it's very easy to try to just, I don't want to be alone. I need validation. I need someone to validate me. I need someone to validate me. And I got to the place where I didn't need someone to validate me. And I was just in a good space to meet somebody who I wasn't even looking to meet. Of course. And that's how, (laughs) you know, when it's right. Correct. I asked that about what did it take for you? Because I think while yes, you're in a horrible relationship with 
generally a horrible person, there's the damage that you have to undo for yourself. But then there's also the what made me gravitate towards this and how can I change that inside of me doing the work on yourself. I think people miss that a lot that they takes a lot. It's not just the other person. You have to work on your, it's not yeah. just like, oh, well, I'm away from that person now. So everything's fine. It's right. not fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think people just assume like, oh, you gravitated towards that because you have daddy issues or you had, mm-hmm. my parents are freaking amazing. Right. So I had to find out even why I did, because my father has been an amazing father figure in my life for my whole life. Mm. So that was not an issue. Yeah. So it's, it's not always that either. Sometimes you don't know you red flags. Signals. Until, yeah. Yep. You don't know what yep. they are until you've seen them. Correct. And that's one thing my therapist went through. Red flags. I had to learn red flags and all of that. And thank God, you know, I'm not having to learn my lesson twice. Yeah. So fitness. Fitness. Have you always been into fitness, CrossFit, or did you? Not always, but quite a while. I went to a private school when I was younger and I was like in cheerleading, but I don't think that counted out of private school. (laughs) So yeah, not really. I was actually in Australia for a little bit when I was small. They're crazy into sports over like insane over there. So, you know, we had no choice. And then I lived in Idaho for a little bit. And that's when I first discovered CrossFit. I was actually a personal trainer at a rec center up there. And I remember the firemen coming in and seeing them do kipping pull-ups. At the and I was like, what are they doing? They're going to hurt themselves. What are they doing? And then I got curious. And my curiosity led me to a little, it was in her garage. They ran, her and her husband ran a CrossFit box out of their garage. Now it's a giant community center up there. So that's how I started and fell in love with it. And gosh, that was probably eight years ago. I've been a personal trainer, crossed over, got my CrossFit cert, was a coach here for a while. Yeah, so that's how I got into that. And you just had, I would say just had, I know she's got to be almost two. Yeah, if she's over that, but I feel like you just had a baby. (laughs) Yes, that's what I say too. (laughs) (laughs) But I see you talk a lot about postpartum and all of that. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about that here because I think there's so much going around out there. An Instagram fitness model, whatever, gets pregnant, posts about it, becomes an expert, starts doing information, which is really anecdotal and yes you know, obviously it's dangerous to do. So tell me about this. I got my certification through Brianna Battles, who's amazing. Like anyone who's listening, follow Brianna Battles if you have any questions, pregnancy, postpartum. So I got my cert in pregnancy and postpartum athleticism just because I was so interested. And now there's so much more knowledge about it. Was this right after you had your baby or did you? I'm trying to think. Pretty much right after I was getting my certification, like during yeah, the early stages. As we all know, Instagram is an amazing tool, but it's also an amazing garbage dump. (laughs) So (laughs) it's a giant garbage dump. So just like, you know, there's fitness influencers, you know, everyone's a macro coach. Now everybody's a pregnancy and postpartum coach. (laughs) So it's very hard to differentiate. It kills me. People send me posts all the time from people. They're like, Oh my God, look at this. You know, from fitness influencers have a lot of followers and then they get pregnant and then they're like, Oh, this is what I did. And they're sharing all the information. And I'm like, Oh God, uh, I think it's important to do your due diligence, do your homework, get your certification. <laughs> Otherwise it can be very dangerous and damaging, but People these days are just about making money. And if they have a big following, they can see, oh, I can monetize this. People will buy my program if I just 
be like, this is what I did. And look how amazing I look. Right. I think that is probably the scariest part is I do a lot of nutrition coaching and I believe in science. And when people say like, I did this and this worked, I'm like, cool, that's great. That worked for you. (laughs) But you're either spreading fear or you're spreading information. Fear mongering is huge in the pregnancy and postpartum world. Yeah. And if you have a lot of followers, they already trust you because they They just believe you. Yeah. They just believe what you're saying. You obviously very passionate about this subject because I see posts all the time. Yes. Yes, Because as people know, if they follow me, they may not know, but yeah, if I see something that makes me angry, like I have no, (laughs) or frustrates me, whether it's a TV show or something, you know, to do with pregnancy and postpartum or nutrition or fitness, Yes, I get very passionate about it because it actually drives me crazy. So sometimes I have to like turn off my Instagram, take a breather and be like, okay, Jen, just woosah. It's like the most upsetting thing you've seen that you had to like. <laughs> With pregnancy post- and postpartum? Yeah. Gosh. Well, fear mongering when I think when influencers try to make pregnant or postpartum mothers fearful about what they're doing or what they shouldn't do. You know, there's no absolutes, honestly, because every single woman is totally different. So that's the approach you have to have. You can't say across the board, stop doing sit-ups at this many weeks, or you're going to be like, you're going to have horrible diastasis. You can't say that. Mm -hmm. Every woman is different. Every woman is a different case. You don't know how many children they had. You don't know their fitness background. So you can't just throw a blanket over the population of pregnancy and postpartum and make everybody fearful. I think this the scariest thing, I would say scariest thing I've seen are women who are like nine months pregnant doing box jumps. That's the scariest thing yeah, I've seen. Yeah, that terrifies me too. I, that, that terrifies I, me not pregnant. <laughs> I'm just like, why, why, like, why put yourself at risk? You know, that's what I tell women all the time. Ask yourself, why am I doing a box jump at nine months? Is it to prove something to myself? Is it for Instagram? Is it because I just don't want to put down my pride? Why are you doing it? Like, there's no reason to accidentally bust your ass and fall on your stomach at nine months pregnant. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many times that you're under fatigue and you're doing a workout and you're in the dark. When you're not pregnant. Yeah. When you're not pregnant and you're going to do a box jump and you just slip. I mean, the very thought of being pregnant and then that happening is just like terrifying. terrifying. Yes. And I've seen it quite a few times because people do know how fired up I get. So they'll like send me posts. Oh my God, look at this. I'm like, stop. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. When people know that something makes you mad and then you get screenshots yeah. and it's like, please don't. Or like, please there's don't, something you don't like. send it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> you worked out a ton when you were pregnant. I did. Did you get a lot of shit for it? Did people come out? Of I Actually, not really. I did not. I think I've been kind of lucky And the fact that I don't have a ton of people come at me, I don't have a major following. So I'm sure obviously the more followers you have, the more shit you catch. So I have lucked out. Nobody really came at me. Nothing that stands out in my head. Of course, I modified everything the further along I got. And you know, that's what I tell uh, my clients as well. It's modifying just proper modifications. And as long as you're feeling good, as long as you're, you know, not peeing your pants when you're doing stuff, as long as you're not even listening to your body, because even still, if you listen to your body, there's things that you probably shouldn't be doing. Even if you feel great at nine months, yeah, you shouldn't be doing box jumps, risk versus reward. So I modified, I worked out all the way up until I had her, but I modified the whole entire time. You know, I got sick of the Aerodyne bike. 
<laughs> I was so sick of that, you know, because I modify that. I quit running because, you know, that can be really tough on your pelvic floor. So yeah. I would ride the bike and it worked out great. I was very blessed and lucky to be able to be active the whole time. Yeah, that's great. You see it all across the board levels of whether, you know, what women can do or when they have to stop or if, you know, there's something going on. Right. But yeah, I think the more followers you have, the less people think you have feelings. So yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's like they just think you're like either they think you're not going to see the comments (laughs) or you're just like a robot. So you work for Chesty. Yes. And I read a little bit about how you basically harass Nicole so you could do the social media for... Yeah, I don't know if I harass her. No. I love Nicole. I mean, if anybody knows her, I know that you know you know her. She is who she is. Mm-hmm. Like she's not one of these people who's a front and then she's someone different right. um, behind that front. She is like one of the most brilliant women in business that I know. She hustles like the chesty is her baby. Right. So yeah, I being in the CrossFit world for a while, I worked for a couple different companies. And yep, I remember seeing her with her first prototype at Wadapalooza like five <laughs> years ago. And I was like, what is that? You know, I just kind of watched her because I was stationed across from her. And, you know, she knew a lot of people. She was always buzzing around like she still does now and looked totally different then. It had sleeves on it, like little sleeve caps. And fast forward from the other company that I worked with, we actually sold chesties for this other company. And that's how I started to get to know her. And then I quit working for that company and she knew that I kind of did social media. And so, yeah, I lied and I told her that I would be in Atlanta for regionals. And I had no plans on being in Atlanta for regionals. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, totally be there. I'll totally do social media. Oh my God, yes, please do social media. Great. So I was like, cool. So I guess I'm going to regional. <laughs> She's definitely one of like the kindest. Very, yes. Women in business that I've met. I mean, even just yeah. reaching out and just being like, oh, hey, like I have a question, you know, and she'll answer and not obviously taking advantage. Don't do that, people. Don't reach yes, out to don't business owners. Don't do it. And no, ask for all the not. <laughs> Unless you're prepared to pay them because otherwise it's rude. That's our PS. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, having met her and had a prior relationship with her and like reaching out to her and she's always so cool. So what is it like to work for like a badass woman like that? Because I think that that's rare in my experience. I mean, some of the women I've worked for have either been like terrifying because I feel like they felt like they had to be for where they were in like maybe the corporate world, you know, and I've had a couple of like pretty good women bosses, but for the most part, it's not empowering like Nicole. Yeah, I can see that. So what is it like to... Yes. When I didn't really know her, know her, I was like, oh, she can come across as intimidating, not because of how she presents herself, but because she owns this business. Yeah. She knows a lot of people. So I'm your thing, you know, obviously she's this figure who has a lot going on, but the more that I got to know her, I was like, wow, she's actually like really nice, which yes, in the crossover world, there's a lot of like douchebag owners of companies. And (laughs) it's nice to just be able to watch a woman, a strong woman in business who is kind, but also gets stuff done. Mm -hmm. So it is possible. You don't have to be a bitch to get things done and to earn respect. And she has the respect of 
gosh, everybody I know. Yeah, just, she's like the mayor of like, she is at Wadapalooza. <laughs> you see she her. And she's like the mayor. She's shaking hands, she's she's kissing babies. Yes. Like. Yes. <laughs> and with her, it's so genuine though. It's not even oh, like totally. she's doing that to do that. It's just because everyone gravitates towards her. Oh, hey, Nicole, hey, Nicole, hey, Nicole. So I really feel blessed and lucky mm. to be able to be on the team because I have learned so much from her. So I am so appreciative of the time that I have got to be on the Chesty team. It's a very small team, which people think that we're like Nike by the way that they talk to us. Like we have this giant production. She has all these employees, which is great that she's set up like that. But in reality, it's four of us running the show. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We've talked on the podcast and you know, it looks like there's all kinds of stuff in the department, you know, and I was like, we're the same way. There's two of us. Yes. You know, <laughs> don't pull the curtain down because just, there's only a couple of people standing there, but it's great that we're set up like that, that people think it's this giant company, but you know, we try to do our best and you know, I do customer service. I do social media. So we do try to do our best when it comes to being on top of it. And that's one thing that she is wanting to be known for customer service Yeah, because as you know, it's your customers who run the company. Right. You want people to be happy and keep yes. coming back. And, and speak well of you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other competition out there. I mean, not so much as far as like what the trustee does, but people can always be like, fine, I'll go elsewhere. Which, you know, there are some people I'm like, go. <laughs> yeah. Some people, yes. You just want to be like, great. Bye. If we can't play, you know, like you'll yeah. never be happy. <laughs> exactly. There are some people that just cannot be pleased. And those people you don't want to have around anyway. Right. So we like to end things on a quote. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a quote that you either like live by or maybe recently has kind of popped in your brain as something you're kind of... This is really on the spot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is like asking me somebody's name and I blank out (laughs) because actually I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I hear a lot of quotes. I listen to Rachel Hollis a lot. I'm sure a lot of people do. And she just had on, I think her name is Stacey Fowler. It was a really great podcast. And she was talking about being financially free. When I went through the divorce and everything, I just pretty much financial ruin Mm -hmm. and had to basically start from ground zero, like cleaning houses start from ground zero to regain my financial independence. So I was listening to that podcast and the thing that stuck in my head and this is the most recent thing, she was talking about financial dignity. And that quote or phrase, it's not a quote, a phrase lately has stuck with me, regaining financial dignity. I just, I loved that sentence. So lately I've been thinking not just like independence, but financial dignity. I am in a clearly much better spot being married. I'm taken care of. However, there is still that part of me that is independent and is always looking to better myself financially as I think we all should be. So I think right now in this moment, financial dignity is what I've been thinking about. So I'm not sure if that's a quote, but dignity. Yes. I like it. All right. So where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at rumblebum. That's it. At rumblebum. (laughs) Rumble. <laughs> Rumble bum. I was about to give my email. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the K. This actually went really fast. I feel like whenever I have like really great conversations with women, they go 
super fast. It went so fast. I didn't even realize the time. So thank you so much for having me on. You're so welcome. Maybe we'll have you back again sometime soon. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.